Good to be with you today. This is Randy Razor with the Razor Effect, and I have two special guests that I'm going to bring on the air in a moment. We've got an exciting topic to talk about. These are eyewitnesses to the COVID-19 injections and what they saw publicly in the wonderful town of Evansville, Indiana. You know, I want to emphasize that. Uh, and what they witnessed personally. Uh, one of the things uh, that I wanted to bring up, uh, my name is Randy Razor, looking out at a wonderful state hospital park with the ducks and the geese eating and the squirrels flowing in the air. Not one of them have been vaccinated, by the way, and they're still alive, you know, which is interesting. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to bring on Heather and Cammy, Heather, Cammy, you with me? Yes, yes we're yeah, here. Yes, Heather, uh, and and Cammy, I'll let you speak first. And Heather, if you want to chime in on anything that Cammy's saying, please do. Cammy, uh, would you give our podcast listeners a little bit of your background and why the topic that we're going to speak about today is very important to you, Cammy? Uh, yes, I uh, first of all, thank you, Randy, for doing this. I appreciate it. Um, I have worked in uh, the medical field for 28 years. Uh, 20 years has um, it at uh, Welburn and then St. Vincent. Then eight years uh, is private caregiving. And I'm still doing uh, that now currently. Okay. And Kimmy. Why, what have you seen in the last two years? And I suppose you were in private care the last eight years. Yes. Uh, so you weren't yes. working for any hospital uh, per se, but you were taking care of individuals in home, right? Yes. Okay. What have you seen when you were in the height of the COVID Pandemic. I call it the pandemic. I'm going to give you evidence of that as we go on in here. Kimmy, what did you see taking care? We want to leave the, we'll use the individual's first name. What did you see personally that really shocked you? And I want to ask you another question. Did you take any of the COVID-19 shots? No, absolutely not. No. And why not? Um, well, after doing research and reading and witnessing, uh, you know, different people who have had issues, um, I just decided that wasn't for me. And were you ever sick with the flu or COVID-19 in that time period? 
Uh, yes, actually, uh, I had COVID and um, I had it for about four days and uh, I didn't have any medicine, um, rested at home. And uh, after four days, I felt great. So your immune system personally took care of that, um, you know, yes. you, 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 personally. So what did you see by taking care of individuals that did get the shot what was your personal experience with that, uh, Cami? Um, well, the patient that I'm with now, Linda, uh, she um, has had two shots and two boosters. Um, she had been having uh, abdominal pain. And um, so we took her to the hospital. And, um, of course, they draw blood. And um, the nurse was in getting ready to draw her blood and she was, I kind of looked over and she was having uh, some issues. So after about 10 minutes, uh, the nurse went and called a lab. So the lab came down to um, try to get the blood and still was unable to um, get any. Um, so after a little bit later, uh, a life flight nurse came in and I noticed that he had gotten um, a bigger syringe and he was able to get the blood, uh, two vials of blood, dark in color. And I had taken Linda to get um, blood drawn before and never was her blood that dark. It was always red. Uh, they never had any issues getting it. And so I knew right then and there after what I had been hearing and reading that something definitely was wrong. And after seeing the color of the blood, um, it really concerned me. So in your professional opinion, because you said you were a nurse, uh, right? Is that right, Cammie? You were a nurse. Uh, in tech. Uh -huh. And tech. Did you ever see that in your, uh, was it 20 years experience as a nurse? Did you ever see that take place before uh, blood? I guess it was tremendously thick or almost clotted. Did you ever see that before, Cammie, in your life? No, not that I can recall. Hmm. Interesting. So that was a huge red flag for you, right? Absolutely, yes. And you were reading information on the clotting properties of, I'm assuming, of some of the vaccines, and you had saw her blood before. They had taken blood before, and it wasn't like that until after she received uh, those two shots. And do you happen to know what shot she received? Was it the Johnson & Johnson or the AstraZeneca or the Pfizer-Moderna? Did you did you know? I'm not sure what um, shot she received, but um, I do have another story. Actually, I have several stories, but um, my mom, she had um, never been sick. Uh, she had got the Pfizer uh, vaccine. And after her second one, shortly after, uh, she had had a heart attack. And thank God she survived it. Uh, they put two stints in. Uh, she was in the hospital a week and was able to go home. Um, but like I said, she had never been sick, never had to go to the hospital. 
anything. So, uh, and that was from the Pfizer. Was she ever diagnosed with any heart trouble? And I imagine she probably went religiously to her doctor for physicals, your mother. Was she ever ever said that she has heart complications or anything like that, Cammie? No, not at all. After the shot, after the shot, she had a heart attack? Yes, yes. Um, I think it was two months after the second shot uh, is when she had her heart attack, yes. Interesting, interesting. So you, so that rose, that, that arose another red flag for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So you kind of were putting two and two together. You were seeing things happening around you and you just weren't putting it off. You saw a cause and effect, uh, with your mother and the woman that Linda, the woman that you were taking care of. And being in the nursing or in the nursing profession for a long period of time, you suddenly had red flags that were coming up all over the place, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. Uh, Is there any other story that you would like to tell? Because I know that you're around a lot of people uh, in the tri-state area. What else have you seen, Cammie? Um, I have a friend, her daughter uh, 29 years old. Um, she is, um, a therapist and she, uh, received the vaccine. I'm not sure which, if it was Pfizer, Moderna, um, I'm not sure about that, but, uh, she had told her husband that she, uh, had felt bad, um, the day after receiving the shot. And, uh, two days later, he found her on the bathroom floor. She had died. Wow. And 29 years old. 29 years old. Mm-hmm. So 29 years old. Yeah. And Kimmy, why wasn't why wasn't any of this? And you know, this is probably a question a lot of people that are gonna listen to this podcast. Why wasn't uh-huh. any of this reported on the news? Well, actually, uh that's funny you say that because I've reached out to 14 news and nobody will call uh us back. Uh you know, I told them, you know, I would like to speak to somebody about the COVID shots. And I called several times and nobody would ever call me back. Uh, so that's what I think a lot of people would like to know is um, why we're not hearing about this on the news. Right. So it kind of seems like the news stations are in with the doctors and are the hospitals and the pharmaceutical industries of not reporting these deaths? Uh, yes. What about the coroner, you know, the uh, the coroner, you know, looking at it and cause of death, you know what I mean? And so forth, cause and effect. Uh-huh. Cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Listen, I have something. It is very. Very interesting. I mean, why, you know. Because a lot of people, they get their information from the news, which I wouldn't recommend that. If you want to get a lot of lies, you know, because they sure did promote that you needed to get the shot. You needed to get the shot. You needed to get the shot. And then come to find out none of the shots prevented anything. You could still get the flu or COVID. None of the shots prevented getting COVID. Absolutely not. 
And that's a fact. That's not Mm -hmm. some kind of superstition. That is a fact. But anyway, as I was going through the news today, uh, or the news that I get, uh, Moderna CEO Stephen Vansell admitted today that the, the, his company produced 100,000 COVID-19 vaccine doses in 2019 before the pandemic ever started. Hmm. Isn't that an interesting? And you can look that up in Twitter. Matter of fact, uh, I'm going to click on, the, on here. And uh, let's, let's talk about vaccine development because we've heard how it happened, obviously, with COVID-19 starting from 2022 and how extraordinary the process was also in terms of the speed. How is development, adoption, and scaling of vaccine going on when it comes for different variants and sub-variants? Because this is one of the big concerns as, we, as we're as we all here now and we're discussing, we, we understand the context, and this is a great deal. Sure. Good morning, and thank you for having me on the panel. Um, so the great news versus 2020, where we are today, is we have manufacturing capacity. As Seth knows, when the pandemic happened, Moderna had made 100,000 doses in 2019 for the whole year. And I remember walking after Davos into the office of my head of manufacturing, and I say, how we make a billion doses next year? And they look at me a bit funny, say, what? Uh, I say, yeah, we need to make a billion doses next year. There's going to be a pandemic. Um, and I'm going to go... There it is. That's from his own <laughs> mouth. And guess where he was at, uh, Cammy and Heather? He was at the World Economic Forum. He kind of... Yeah. He, he kind of shied away when he said 2019, but it looks like this was planned. I call it the pandemic. Right. I don't call it a pandemic. Yeah. I call it the pandemic. You know, on, yeah. It, yeah. And I'll uh, I'll put this on the site on description. So, Kami, do you have anything else that you would like to say? Uh, that you've experienced that are giving you red flags to stay away from this, I, the pandemic. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, yes, actually, um, I have uh, another story of a good friend who um, received the uh, Pfizer shot, um, her second one, and it was a week later. Um, she had a stroke. She was at work. Uh, she was able to call 911 herself. And um, thank God that she's okay. And um, she was in the hospital, I think, maybe two weeks. Uh, she still goes to speech therapy. But other than that, she's uh, doing well. But she's active she never had any issues uh, but then after receiving that second shot uh, she had a stroke and yeah wow 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 so you just in your circle you were seeing people having strokes heart yes. attacks uh, blood draws blood draws and mm-hmm. these started registering in your mind as red flags that something's not right here. Yes. Huh. Interesting, interesting, mm, interesting. Listen, I, I got something I want to add 
to that. And I think our audience, our listening audience might find this amazing. I like to add some amazing facts, Cammie, you know, to loosen it up, Heather, too. Did you know, Cammie and Heather, that the pool on the Titanic is still filled with water? Isn't that an amazing? <laughs> I want you to share that today with everybody you know, you know what I mean, to wake them up that the pool on the Titanic is still filled with water. And the fact checkers can can do that on Facebook and see if we can get a fact check. I'll let you get a kick out of it. <laughs> the pool on the Titanic is still filled with water. Amazing fact, amazing fact in there. I know that just a. I have another one for you. I want to go on uh, to lighten this up a little bit. Let me see if I can scroll down here. I like these little tidbits, uh, these little tidbits. Uh, I used to work for a gentleman that he'd give me an amazing fact, you know what I mean, of what's going on. Uh, here's another one, a quick human fact for you today. And I'd like all the uh, Razor Effect listeners to share this with their family and friends. 100% of the people that lived in the 15th century are dead now. <laughs> there you go. I got a reply from Bald. I got a reply from the dog. He knew what I was talking about. <laughs> there he is. He knew exactly. He got that was a quick human. He said, You're right. You're right. I'm going to put him as a fact checker on Facebook. Uh, Heather, I'm going to put him as a fact checker on Facebook. Huh? He knew that everybody in the 15th century is dead. Wow, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Isn't that something? Uh, listen, yes. I've got a slight public s a service announcement that I want to share, and then we'll get back to this topic. Uh, Ricky Bobby of uh, Shake and Bake wanted to share this announcement. And I think that I think Heather, what is your dog's name? Skipper. <laughs> Skipper, is that? Yep. He's well, looking I, at you right oh, now. Oh, <laughs> Skipper, did you know that the Titanic's pool is still filled with water as we said to Skipper? Huh? He probably doesn't know what to think about me. Okay. He's yawning. He's bored. He's bored. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do a little bit of public service announcement from Ricky Bobby, you know, the shake and bake, and then we're going to get back to this very important subject for all our listeners. Ricky, are you there? Okay. Ricky Bobby, are you there? Hey, I'm Ricky Bobby. And I'm Cal Naughton Jr. We form an alliance on the racetrack to win races. But today we're forming an alliance to talk to you about a very serious, important issue. Packs of stray wild dogs that control most of the cities in North America. Remember, stray dogs are not your friend. However, if you see one, walk right up to it and lay down. If it starts to sniff you, that's a good sign. If it begins to bite, you're in trouble, friend. Grab a pole. Hey. Thank you, Ricky Bobby. That was our public service announcement on stray dogs. We have a problem in North America. Remember, follow their process. If it starts to sniff you, you're okay. But if not, grab a pole. Thank you, Ricky Bobby. Okay, still on? Still on with me, ladies? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, Cammy, was there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, not at this time. Um just another concern that I have um, is they're making it mandatory for kids to have the vaccine yeah. and in with the shots. So that's very concerning for me. <laughs> yeah. They've added it to the school schedule. Right. 
Mm. Doesn't that raise a red flag when somebody wants to, it kind of sounds like Nazi Germany, you know, that (laughs) we want to see your papers and mandatory. I don't like that word mandatory, you know, Uh, it's like it's forced upon you. You still have a choice, but you're forced upon you. So I'm, I'm assuming that if you don't get the shot, you're not allowed in the public schools. Is, is that right? Unless they're accepting religious exemptions, I don't. I don't know, but uh, I certainly wouldn't inject my child with it. No, and you know, let me ask you something too. The thing that I would ask is: anybody liable for any side effects of the shots that their children are getting? Uh, there's no liability nope. at all, right? No. Huh. Right. Wow! 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 So. Nobody's taking responsibility for a shot that they're giving you, uh, for the shot that they're giving you, but they say it works, but you can still get COVID after taking the shot. That doesn't make, That's right, that yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. No. I guess they think we're all brain dead from the fluoride that's in our water systems. You know, that exactly. doesn't, that doesn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. You uh, take a shot that's mandatory, but you can still get COVID after taking the shot. It doesn't prevent anything. And, you know, doctors and pharmacists like to talk about risks and benefits. You know, does the risk outweigh the benefit? I would say no. (laughs) It's much more dangerous to take your chances. It's like playing Russian roulette getting these shots. I mean, it, it's obvious at this point that it's it, you're taking more of a chance by taking these experimental vaccines than just catching COVID. Good point, Heather. Good point. Heather, I wanted to add to that. I've got a book called, it's from an MD. You know, I like to talk to doctors. I know you guys do too sometimes. Sometimes it's like pulling paint off the wall. You know, I want to go to sleep and slobber. You know what I mean? Not all docs, but, <laughs> you know, it. You know, on there. But anyway, it says, the title of the book, it's Lorraine Day MD. It's, the title is, Germs Don't Cause Disease Any More Than Flies Cause, uh, cause Garbage. And she hmm. has headliners here that all of medicine is a fraud. Now, this is an MD and an uh uh, an orthopedic surgeon or MD that's been was in the medical field for 30 or 40 years. Mm. She's saying this. It says germs don't cause disease. Drugs don't cure disease. Vaccinations don't prevent disease. And we've seen that. Vaccinations do not prevent anything. We're going to address what? that. And doctors are dupes of big pharma. Well, I wanted to read something here on page 102. This book is not a long read, and I'll have where you can buy this book or pick it up if you want to, or talk to uh, Dr. Lorraine Day. But anyway, it says, the pharmaceutical companies control most of what is taught to doctors in their training. The pharmaceutical companies also have enormous clout when it comes to the research grants given to research scientists. They don't fund projects that would allow patients to understand how to get themselves well without drugs, surgery, Mm -hmm. or even without seeing a doctor. They don't fund projects that disagree in any minor way from what is considered dogma by orthodox medicine and big pharma. And the pharmaceutical companies are constantly bribing doctors through free vacations, 
even money mm-hmm. paid directly to the physicians to prescribe the drug to their patients. Mm. I think that, yeah, and in many states in the U.S., including California, this is page 102, if a doctor treats a cancer patient with anything other than poisonous chemotherapy, burning radiation, or mutilating surgery, he will lose his license to practice medicine. And Mm. doctors die. Go ahead. Go ahead. I would say I would encourage people to look who's behind a lot of these universities Look into the Rockefeller family and and the people that are behind the pharmaceutical companies, and they're not in business to make you better. Good point. Good point. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much, Heather. And doctors die of cancer and every other disease at the same rate as the general population. If doctors knew how to prevent or reverse cancer or any other disease, they wouldn't die from cancer or those other diseases themselves now this comes from yeah lorraine day md i'll have it posted uh posted on there i wanted to read an excerpt give her a heads up uh give her a heads up i thought that was a very interesting statement you know Mm -hmm. you know yeah uh now i know on trauma we definitely need doctors on trauma you know, you go in and your legs cut off. Well, we gotta we gotta stop it. You know, the bleeding. Get you back up. You know, they yeah. have a purpose. But on disease care, where are the cures at? I mean, we haven't even got a cure for the common cold. Well, if there are cures, then are they still gonna be in business? <laughs> I mean, they, they wanna stay in business. And if they cure us, will they still be in business? Probably not. Good point. Good point. So Good business to keep people sick. Good point. Good point. Cammie, are you, do you have anything you'd like to add? I'll get Heather on the line and we're going to let Heather speak unless you have something more. And I imagine Heather will bring up a lot more questions that you'd like to answer. Are you done, Cammie? Um, yes, I'll let yeah. speak now. All right. I appreciate that. Okay. Cammie, and we'll get you back on. You're like, a, what is it? Diamond and silk. You're the diamond. You're the Living diamond and That's silk right. combo, man. I've got Heather and Cammy, the diamond and silk combo coming on there. Okay. Only she took the shot and she's, didn't, didn't she? Did. Yeah, I think yeah. that the one that passed away, was it diamond that passed away? Uh-huh. I, I think she did take it and regretted it later. Yeah. So, yeah. well, yeah, I think, yeah, silk, didn't silk get up and really lambast that uh, in a yeah. presentation? Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't there. I know. I know Trump was. I'd be probably got a little red faced. I didn't think Fauci did. Uh, yeah, Doctor Fauci didn't show up, did he? You know what I mean? Uh, or the damage no. that he did. All these, all these authorities on stuff, and yet they didn't prevent anything. What I see is a big money grab, a huge money grab, you know, and a scare tactic. You know, she and his uh, evil ways go all the way back to the AIDS epidemic. Good and you know Heather, would you? That's a great point. Would you speak about that? That is a great point. Go ahead, go ahead, Heather, on Fauci and well, the AIDS epidemic. He was heavily involved in the in the you know controversy of the AIDS epidemic. Um, I believe that some of the cures that he suggested for that were probably about as dangerous as the remdesivir that he pushed as protocol for COVID. Um, you know, I think a lot of people that ended up in the hospital, 
on ventilators were probably given that remdesivir and, and it's toxic. It's, it's deadly. Um, it was tested on people in, in another country. I think it was Africa and they had to stop using it because it was killing people. But evidently he thought that was a, a great way to, you know, cure COVID for Americans. Wow. And, you know, Heather, I, Heather came in, I, I've always known, they always want to test these products in Africa. Why? You know, they, all, they killed millions in Africa. And, they, okay, it's fine. Yes. We can bring it to the United States. I noticed Bill Gates that's not a doctor. Yep. Matter of fact, he couldn't even create a virus for his Microsoft programs that kept getting infected. He all of a sudden right. become an authority on diseases, you know, I know that he's killed millions. And by the yeah, by the way, Bill, if you're listening, you will be held accountable one day by God that I know, unless you repent. Right. You will be held accountable. You won't be running. And that flight's on the Epstein plane too, Bill. You might hide from the public, but you won't hide from God, Bill. So Amen. I just want to. I'm glad you brought Bill up. Yeah, go ahead. I'm glad you brought him up because I wanted to uh, mention you you talked about this being a quote pandemic. Um, two months before COVID hit, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, along with the World Economic Forum and the Johns Hopkins uh, University, held an exercise, and it was called Event 201. And in that event, they pretended and ran mock drills and exercises um, about what would happen if a virus was released on the world causing a worldwide pandemic. Um, they literally had uh, news clips and graphs of the, vi of the virus spreading and what would happen to the financial markets worldwide. Uh, two months later, COVID hit. Um, and the sad thing is they just recently held another one of those exercises and it was on a virus called Sears. So I hope that that's not a bad sign for the world Good. that another one's coming. Excellent point, Heather. Hey, Heather, another thing that I think that, you know, to bring up on that, too, I would like to know where they're investing their money in stocks before uh, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You understand? Wouldn't that be a simple way to find out if you were with a pharmaceutical company and you all of a sudden put four or five million dollars in Moderna stock, you know, or Pfizer, sure. you know, and all of a sudden you read right insane profits wouldn't that be a red flag or a conflict of interest why isn't congress and the senate investigating that that uh, why is it the irs that'd be a simple procedure it reminded me of building seven uh that yeah. by the way was not hit by any planes period and it went straight mm -hmm. down to the ground but it was heavily insured and the individual yeah, made exactly. i don't know billions of dollars off the insurance claim <laughs> off that building and yeah. it was never hit by building seven for you conspiracy theorists mm -hmm. out there building seven yeah. collapsed without anything hitting it huge yes. red flag and and you know i always say to heather and cammy follow the money follow right. the yeah. money you know the money you know and you you talked about mm -hmm. the aids epidemic and I don't want to include this, but I just had a Sling Blade. He called in and he wanted to say his two cents. So hold on a second. Sling Blade, you on? <laughs> Bible says two men ought not lay together. Oh, well, thank Bible you. Bible says two men ought not lay together. 
appreciate that sling blade. So we had his interview there. Bible says two men not all play together. Thank you, sling blade. That's a little harsh for our audience out here. But the uh, Bible does say that two men ought not to lay together. Thank you, Sling Blade. We'll go back, add a little bit in there. Uh, Heather, keep going. Interesting. Keep going. Tell me more. Okay. Well, um, you know, I don't have the medical background that Cammie has, but I guess what kind of got me, got my red flags and my alerts going. Um, about probably 10 or 15 years ago, uh, I received a flu and pneumonia shot. And I already have severe allergies and an overactive immune system. Um, and I had a severe reaction to those shots. Um, I was having muscle spasms that I couldn't control. A very high fever went up to about 104. Um, muscle pain, joint pain. I mean, I was sick. And that experience made me start kind of researching to see what, what is in these vaccines. Because I was, you know, a fully vaccinated child. I vaccinated my children. Um, you know, I, I thought it was the right thing to do. But after that experience um, and being so ill and feeling like I was on death's door, it really made me start to look at these ingredients. So I was already skeptical, um, you know, when the talk about these new vaccines came out. And then especially when it became known that uh, they were experimental, that these types of mRNA vaccines have never been used on human beings long term. Um, that they were tested on animals, uh, I think even they died. Yeah, yeah they all died. died. Yeah, they were fine for the first couple years uh, until they were exposed mm -hmm. to viruses again in the yeah. wild, and then basically they their immune systems shut down, mm -hmm. and they went into what did they call it a cytokinetic storm, um, and they all died, and so. I guess that was, you know, kind of put on the back burner there for a while. Um, and then when COVID came out, they decided that was a great time to try to use the experiment, experimental vaccines on people. Um, but the only way they were able to bring them onto the market was to not have any other cure for COVID. So that's where we saw uh, the real pushback about um against hydro, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. ivermectin, because if you had something as simple and cheap as those pills that were safe and had been on the market for decades, as a matter of fact, I was on the Plaquenil for probably 15 years for arthritis and never had a single problem from it. But if there was a cure that existed, they could not bring those experimental vaccines onto the market it's so to get the emergency use act they had to say there was no other cure and it seems to me like they're trying to kill the population or wean it down you absolutely know, and here's yeah. 
I want yeah, to, yeah. You remember the Georgia Guidestones, of course. Guidestones, that's some, where I was going. Yeah, yeah. some of the brave yeah. souls that blew that up. God bless you. Well, now I didn't blow that up. Yes. But God bless yes. you. God bless America. Amen. That it should have been that Amen. should have been took down long ago, but it said on one of the guidestones, it said maintain humanity under five hundred million in perpetual balance yes. with nature. And you notice that we're Absolutely. getting a lot of we're destroying the world. We're destroying nature and climate change. But the problem is we're destroying ourselves. Well, those were basically the Ten Commandments for the religion of climate climate change. Yeah. Um, you know, keep, keep the population under 500 million. People need to really think about that number. I know. Look at it. Terms of how many people are in the United States? What, 350 million? Right. 500 million worldwide is only <laughs> 150 million more than the population of the United States. So they need to really do a a big uh, calling to get rid of a lot of people. And um, I heard Bill Gates in a TED talk one time stood up there on stage and said, you know what, if we can do a really good job with women's health care, parentheses, abortion, and vaccines, we can highly depopulate the planet. And he said it with a, la a smile on his face. The crowd laughed. And, you know, uh, when did people realize he's not trying to save us with his vaccines? <laughs> now, I know there are a lot of injured and dead children in Africa over his test on yes. some of his vaccines. Uh, yes. Uh, vaccines. He should be held accountable, just like uh, people that were in Germany that were experimented on. He should be brought up on trial and put to prison. Bill, if you're listening to me out there, one day they're going to come and get you. I promise you, you won't be laughing, uh, laughing mm -hmm. about the deaths that you, the murder. It wasn't just deaths. You murdered people, Bill. You knew exactly what you were doing out there. Anyway, yeah, yeah. on page 98, it says there are at least 12 additional roadmaps that are enemy. This is from Lorraine Day's book. I have written documenting mm -hmm. their plans to depopulate the earth, including the protocols mm -hmm. of the elders of Zion Report from Iron Mountain, the CIA training manual entitled Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. Tragedy yeah, and Hope by Carol Quigley, January the 10th, 1963, Congressional Record. Mm -hmm. I discuss those in my book, The Planned Destruction of America and the World, Who's Doing It and Why? You know, I noticed wow. that in climate change, when we talk about that, you know, uh, they don't include human beings, uh, just the what they call the elite, whoever that may mm -hmm. be. And, you know, God is in control of our climate and change, not man. Very dangerous right. thing when man takes control of that without God. Right. Have you ever seen man really do anything? I mean, we can't even get the roads done here in Evansville. <laughs> they're the worst I've ever seen them, and it, you know, that I've ever seen them. Do you ever seen man? I always see, and I'm, I don't care which political party you're at. I'm not in any political party. I'm an American. An American right. citizen first for America, not for any political party. 
because all mm-hmm. I've seen up there is they go back and forth and they take our money and never do anything for the American people. They promise a lot, right? but they yeah, don't true. do anything for us. You know, anyway, uh, I wanted yeah. to add that, Heather, because when you look at that, how big that is out here and what's happening, a lot of people don't believe they listen to the news and they think that's the gospel. I mean, I still see people wearing masks around Evansville. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, unbelievable. It is. It's like, you know, not getting oxygen, the filthy thing. They go in the bathroom, they do the number two. If you want to know what number two is, I, I can be more explicit. And then they'll they'll won't wash their hands and they'll scrape with their toilet paper and especially if they have those long frito fingernails, which really is curious about <laughs> that. And then they'll come out and they'll pull on that mask with their hands without washing their hands, and yet that's a clean instrument. You, you understand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, don't you think it's yeah any good? No, they're worthless. They're worthless. Uh, I was at an event one time. Uh, it was a burial. Good friend of mine. Well, he happened to be of certain denomination. I don't care what denomination he was. But anyway, uh, they were bringing a sensor around with frankincense in it. Well, the couple oh. that was sitting next to me had masks on, man, you know. Uh, you know, and I'm sitting there. And I looked over at the cu- uh, the lady that was with the gentleman, I said, did you smell that frankincense? He said, I sure did. Through that mask. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She, 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 yeah, she didn't catch on that that's not doing anything. It's like wearing thick underwear. It's not going to stop a fart. You know, you're going to smell it. Excuse my language. You know what I mean? The thicker the underwear, it's not going to trap it. You, you understand on there? Yeah. Uh, Randy, have we ever seen adults with RSV until... The last couple years. There you go. Keep on going, Heather. Keep talking. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And it, it's, it's I've even seen it, uh, what gets me. I've seen them jogging with masks. <laughs> yeah. I thought, brother, you're meant to breathe fresh air. <laughs> That's right. You know, on there, and I thought, I think it was kind of like an authoritative, authoritative thing. If if we can get and notice, they had the whole world involved in this. It wasn't just like yeah. one certain area. They, To me, I think it was a test to see how many sheep would follow. Do you understand? Yes. For their next plan yeah. and their next plan, the whole world. Mm-hmm. They had people that were scared. You go in a bank and they had those, you know, what was ridiculous? The six-foot markers. You had to stand another 666. Six, six. Why did they make it seven foot? Why did they make yeah. it five foot? It had to be six right. feet. And, you know, Deborah Burke's uh, Fauci sidekick, she's come out and said that they knew that that was useless. Yeah. But why didn't she say it in the hunt? I guarantee she had her money invested in those pharmaceutical companies. How much you want to bet? Well, yeah. And Dr. Fauci has several patents that are connected to all this, too. And he's made a lot of money off of this. Doesn't that, you know, to me, that's a huge red flag of, of why he's promoting things to make, to make his money. And he <laughs> walks around, you know, uh, uh, like a little Stalin. By the way, Stalin was only five foot three or five foot four. 
and murdered mm-hmm. more people, uh, double or triple than what they did in Nazi Germany. And yet mm-hmm. we never have any movies about him. Isn't that, yeah. you know, I'm just, we could go on and on, but, uh, you know, and it's right. amazing that in Washington, D.C., while they had everybody wearing masks, they would take them off and there was no six-foot distancing there. And the Super Bowl, how packed were they, were they in the Super Bowl? Matter of fact, they asked for IDs to get in the gate. They do more at the Super Bowl than we do at the voting booth. Right. Or, <laughs> or, or at the uh, doesn't that make sense? You know, or at or or at the border, huh? At the border, mm-hmm. there's more security at the Super Bowl than there is at the border of our, of this great country. And if we're so afraid of COVID, why aren't we stopping the people at the border and testing everybody as they come through? Oh, shouldn't they have a shot? How do we know? What- yeah, shouldn't they have three or four shots before they come in? <laughs> yeah, you would think so. <laughs> I I just think what a tragedy or comedy of tragedies. And you know, uh, in in Washington D.C., that's sad. We're, we'd have to be an embarrassment to the world, you know. And by the way, yeah, there are people in America that are waking up and not following. Uh, I call this protocol uh, de- uh, uh, decreasing of the human population that are not falling for these fallacies and asking questions and wanting proof Good. and documentation. I, Go ahead. I would encourage people to um, start making a list of everybody in their circle yeah. that they know that has been harmed or injured or, or died shortly after they've had these vaccinations. Cammy and I have done that. Mm-hmm. And I started in September and I started with a list of people I know and then a list of people that I'm seeing on the news, um, on the Internet. Uh, And I just hit 250 people since September this morning um, of actual real stories with the links to the stories Mm -hmm. and if there's ever any question whether that's real or not, all you have to do is click the link. It takes you right to the news story. Mm-hmm. 250 people that I have that I have documented mm-hmm. since September without even really making an effort to look for them. All the so, athletes. All the athletes. Uh, and, you know, you're not really seeing many people in Congress, though. No, <laughs> uh, I think now don't hold me to this, but weren't they exempt from getting the shot? I believe mm-hmm. so. I think that don't, I did hear don't that. Don't hold me. If we could get a congressman on here uh, that, and I believe they were exempt from taking that shot. You know, and um, I know I, I know think this, you're right. Yeah. Now, don't hold me to that. Uh, you know, don't hold me to that. The other thing, I didn't see any six-foot distancing when Joe was up there wanting to spend a, a trillion dollars, but I don't see if this any of this money, which is our money, our printed money, going out here to benefit anybody. Do you? No, not our country. <laughs> no, I, well, the, yeah, they're funneling it up to me. I think they're funneling that money in the Ukraine because that's where they got all their kickbacks from. They clean that money and then they got it back in their pocket. Huh? Anyway, right. that's but the third country in the world. Yeah. yeah. And do you know, you know, I guess they'd have to take down the great wall of China, but do you know of any country, I think they should take the fence down or the, the border down in Canada since they have the one open in Mexico. 
but that's probably Sounds what like they yeah, they want to do. Uh, they want to mm-hmm. do, but well, you know, on there yeah. and you, you know, there's just so much going on and they, they love that because it all, it keeps us off the focus of the main point that these people, mm-hmm. and when I say these people, they're criminals, they're murderers. Mm-hmm. They might have a degree, but they're our murderers and they need to be held accountable for that as an American accountable. And listen, you might not think it's important until you have a son or a daughter that dies in front of you. That's right. right. Uh, yeah. And we, do, I don't want that. Do you? I don't want that for anyone. No. Heather, Cammie, do you? No. No, absolutely not. You know, it, it seems like a lot of the families that are in power in America, they're almost like mafia families. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, have been in control for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, they always, you know, and I'm going to go back to the fake climate change. Um, uh, Virgilia, the climate's always been changing for 6,000 years. But anyway, mm-hmm. they they promote that, yet they fly on pl- private jets. They don't live in solar-powered houses. And, by the way, they don't drive electric cars. No, I don't know how but I it's can, another way. Money. <laughs> it is. Yet they. It's another way to get taxes for the people. That's right, and get you know to degrade. You know, I always I went to a place up here. It's a gas station. They make a very good coffee there, by the way. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of it, but they have the uh, electric pumps out there for the electric cars. Well, I asked the owner, and I pull in. I'm not going to give what I drive because somebody would love to beat my car up, which I don't care about that. But anyway, I pull in. I'm by the gas pump, you know, and I walk in there and get my cup of coffee. And uh, I go in there, and I ask him. It's a good. It's a great cup of coffee, too, with fresh ground beans. Inexpensive. And I drive pretty far to get that cup of coffee every now and then. But anyway, I asked the guy. I said, hey, where does that electricity come from that are in those pumps out there? <laughs> <laughs> he did he I, I thought where does it come from he did not know he did not know heather and cammy it, it was like it just yeah. comes out of well it came from a coal burning a coal burning right. power plant by the way you know right. on there electricity right. just doesn't appear out of the air uh or a hydroelectric plant it just didn't appear out of the air Yet they say they're promoting a clean environment, you know. And by the way, every time I go past those cars and I recommend electric car, I honk at them because I've already filled up a gas and I'm driving on. And they're still sitting there charging to go another. Well, what's going to happen all those batteries? And is that really better for the environment? That's. I mean, they yeah. only last so long. And then the car's no good because it's as expensive to replace all those batteries. It's just to buy a whole new car. It's kind of like they want us to get used transportation in the city and we never escape the city. We have to rely upon them. And by the way, if you think electric rates are going to go down because you've got your little electric car that you park in the garage, and I hope those batteries, the lithium-ion batteries don't explode because the meltdown, it'll go through concrete. <laughs> right on yeah. there. You can. Uh, not many people can afford to put solar panels on their house and revert and charge their cars and think they get by. 
doesn't work that right. way. Uh, work that way. So yeah. I always, with my coffee, I honk at them and I wave at them while they're still <laughs> waiting another 40 minutes to get their car <laughs> filled up, you know, with the electricity that comes from a coal burning facility that supplies the electricity <laughs> to the pumps that they're using. Absolutely. Well, Randy, I have a question for you. Yes. I have a question for you, Randy. Um, what's going to happen if we all convert over to electric vehicles and a huge storm hits Florida? <laughs> you know, typically do when you've got millions of people trying to get out of Florida at the same time with electric vehicles you, stuck on the highways because they run out of charge. What, what do we do then? You'll be trapped. You'll die. It's You'll die there. Frightening. You know, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. You're a, and and by the way, it get to me, it gives the government more power to just. You know, I mean, they're already doing it now. If you don't pay your bill, to cut off your electricity. Right. That is absolutely insane. Right. Mm-hmm. And kind of like the China social credit score. <laughs> that's another one, boy. We're getting into we're getting into a lot of these uh, truths that they label as conspiracy theories that need to be answered that need to be answered. To me, I see a big money grab and a decrease in the population of the United States. And it's happening. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. I don't believe in that. I'm sure, Cammy and Heather, you don't either. I believe in not taking a life, but saving a life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. When you have abortion that's rampant and you have individuals <laughs> that are running around with signs saying, I want to kill my baby. I want to, I I, I mean, I I cannot believe it. And usually now I'm not, usually it's a person with a huge nose ring, 350 pounds with multicolored hair. You know what I'm thinking? Well, nobody's going to want to go to get you pregnant. You know what I mean? Looking like that. You know what I mean? Why are you worried about that? You know what I mean? Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of comments. I don't care if you want to wear a nose ring, but please don't grab it when you're about to serve my food, you know, in a restaurant and you're rubbing your nose and I see the snot come down off that ring, that stainless steel. It's like, what are you doing? You know, God bless you. Now, if you have a nose ring, that's fine. If you want to wear it, but I'm thinking, Mike, why through your nose? Oh, my yeah. goodness. Why through your nose? I mean, oh, you, know. <laughs> you know, and, you know, and you're making my sandwich. You know what I mean? You can't put a glove over your nose. Now, the mask probably did help out in that instance. You know what I mean? But you, <laughs> it probably did help out in that instance. Well, Heather, tell me some more, you know, so you have 250 people and I think that's a good objective for the listening audience out here is why don't you start making a list of the people that have taken one, two, three vaccines, their age, uh, and give it a three year test period. Because by the way, their double blind clinical test was not done in a facility. It was done on us out here. In the public, right, with no right. accountability. You are the <laughs> exactly, we didn't and even, then yeah. share those lists with friends. Share them and let them see um, how many people. It, I don't think it's a coincidence how many people are just literally dropping dead. You see all these strange accidents happening. 
because of, quote, medical mm-hmm. issues. Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't see that before. My daughter, good point. My daughter um, worked for a government facility, and my daughter had blood clotting issues way before any of this had taken place, and they wanted to make it mandatory that if you didn't get a vaccine that they would fire you, not lay you off. Mm. You know, here we have a a work situation where you can't hire enough people, and now we want to fire people. And so I went to a Dr. Artis site and got papers that were drawn up by a lawyer. And on the papers that I had her send in, I had her send them in certified to the doctor and to her business and to her workplace. But on the paper, Uh it had where they had to be accountable if anything happened to my daughter. My daughter didn't say she was denying the shot. What she wanted to be was informed what was in the shot. In other words, the amounts, the ingredients. uh, uh, And they also wanted to make the doctor accountable that if he had given the shot, that if there were any side effects of him giving that shot, that he was accountable. And you know what? She didn't get any of that paperwork back. Yeah. And now, she probably didn't with her job either, did she? She didn't. And now in that workplace environment, she's watching people that had taken one, two, three, and still got COVID, and they wish they yeah. never had have done it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have lots of friends and acquaintances that I know that, were completely healthy, um, slim, in good condition, do aerobic activities on a normal basis, got them, ended up in the ER with chest pain, um, you know, cardiac problems that were completely healthy before. I mean, I've just got story after story. And, I mean, I just don't know what it's going to take to wake people up. And what scares me now, um, I saw Dr. Stock come to Evansville two times. He came to speak when mm. at the very beginning of the shot rollout. And he told us then, in about two or three years, you're going to begin to see this thing happen. And he said each booster is going to lower the T cells and lower the immune system until they basically become like an AIDS patient and, and can't fight anything off. And now we see that happening, and probably about 6 to 12 months down the road, we're going to see it happening with the kids because the kids were behind the adult rollout. And I just can't imagine the sadness that is going to come across this country if kids start dropping like athletes are right now. And the parents not fully investigating what is happening to their children until one of them dies in front of them. Right. Right. And I'm like the old shot that we got as kids. Yeah. And I'm sure Heather and Cammie and, and me, we don't, that's the reason why we don't want to see that happen. No. And nobody is accountable. Matter of fact, they tell you, you did it by choice. Yes. Nobody is held accountable. And that starts with our Congress and our Senate and in Washington, D.C., 
with the pharmaceutical companies paying them billions of dollars to get their laws passed and bills passed without no accountability. Right. That's wrong. Absolutely. And I, I think there are a lot of doctors that are trying to speak up about this, mm -hmm. but yeah. you won't hear about it on the news or, yeah. you know, and well, you know, people who look up uh, Senator Ron Johnson, um, I think that's his last name, his website, because he has held several roundtable discussions on Capitol Hill with doctors and experts where, you know, people have, have told the truth about what they see happening in the medical field. Um, and, and he has covered it. But you have to look for this information. It's not going to just come on the 6 o'clock news. Yeah, I don't. You know, I always wondered about in my daughter, I have two daughters, um, uh, one of my daughters became an investigative journalist, and I had to, while I had contact with her, I asked her, honey, are you really investigating, or are you just putting down what the news station wants you to say? And there's a big difference yeah. there. There's a big difference. And to me, I think investigative journalism has went out the door. Well, um, I believe it might have been Bill Clinton um, when he was president allowed the all of the independent news companies to kind of be gobbled up by the big companies, be bought out by the big companies. So we really don't have in we really don't have those um, investigative journalists anymore because most of the news is owned by the six same six corporations. It's a good point. And you know, as Bill said, I did not have sex with that woman. Can you? <laughs> I did not have sex by that with that woman, Bill. Yes, you did, and you yeah. flew on the plane in Epstein many a times to have sex with other women. You know, yeah, old Billy boy, yeah. it needs something, and and you had Hillary stand by your man, uh, boy. They, uh, <laughs> uh, she wasn't standing by him when Monica Lewinsky was with him, was she? She wasn't standing by him then while he was getting coffee in the Oval Office. Uh, where was she then? Uh, anyway. Hillary, now Bill and Hillary, know, we know there's a big list of suicides, you know, but me, if you want to, take it out. But I remember, I do not want to commit any suicides. So Bill and Hillary, take me out for this. I just want to make that perfectly clear on the radio. You know, stand by your man. She wasn't standing by him when Monica was, though, was she? Huh? No. <laughs> well, listen, we need to continue this maybe make a part two if you would like to cammy and 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 sure. heather if you'd like to make a part two of this and we can discuss i think we got a lot of information down and i think we can discuss it further is that okay with you yeah that's fine yeah, and it, sounds good. It, it was honor and refreshing now we're going to put this out uh to speak uh cammy i thank you so much and heather i thank you we're gonna we're going to bring this in and exit this out. I want to thank Cammy and Hammer. They're the silk, they're the diamond and silk of Evansville, Indiana. Amen. God bless you, Cammy. God bless you, Heather. Amen. Thanks, Randy. God bless you. Yeah.